Welcome to the IAAP Accessibility Podcast. Our special guest today is Mark Walker, the visionary behind the Tech for Good Awards. Mark is a marketing specialist and head of marketing and communications at AbilityNet, a UK charity empowering disabled individuals through technology. With over 25 years of experience, Mark has shaped the digital landscape for social and digital inclusion. He co-founded SCIP, an innovative digital social enterprise, and initiated groundbreaking projects such as the world's first community search engine and the Brighton Digital Festival. The Tech for Good Awards, established in 2011, celebrate individuals and organizations using digital technology to improve lives. Join us as we explore Mark's inspiring journey, dive into the significance of the Tech for Good Awards, and learn about the immense potential of technology in creating positive and social change. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of our podcast. My name is Lourdes Arreola. I am the Special Initiatives Program Manager at IAAP. And today, I'd like to welcome Mark Walker to our studio. Mark, it's great to have the opportunity to chat with a truly visionary as you are. But before talking about your great project, the Tech for Good Awards, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Thank you. And, and great to see you as well, Liz. Um, I'm, uh, uh, I work in the UK. I work for a charity called AbilityNet. I've been here uh, nearly 12 years. And um, before that, I worked in um, not-for-profit settings, social tech, a startup um, sort of space uh, from the 90s onward, really, looking at how technology can be used for social good. Um, across a whole range of different things. I've worked on some really cool projects to do with working with homeless people, working with older people, introducing them to technology, um, trying to find out what they were interested in and how technology could help them. Uh, from before modems, I used to work at university, so I saw the internet before you could get a modem in your house. Then when you started doing it in, the in, in your house, then having laptops and mobile phones, all those different forms of technology as they came along. I'm fascinated by that anyway, but in particular, trying to help people get their heads around what it is and getting to grips with making the best use of it. And then in AbilityNet, our particular interest is disability. So um, a lot of what we do and a lot of what I'm doing with Tech for Good and, and, and other activities, um, and, and certainly in terms of accessibility, obviously, uh, relates to the, the, the value of technology to disabled people. Uh, we work with uh, across all disabilities of all ages and so accessibility is really key to that um, you know making sure that when people do get online and they're looking to try and do something then they can actually fulfill the task that they're trying to do that they can learn they can share they can spend money they can book their holidays um, so we do a lot of work in AbilityNet around making websites and apps more accessible that's one of our core activities um, to, make, to make the internet more accessible to everybody that's great, Mark. Um, I now understand why you have been using the internet for social good. Then yeah. you came with this great idea of uh, the Tech for Good Awards. So what inspired you to start the Tech for Good Awards? And what is your mission? What has been its impact over these years? Well, um, it, it started before I was part of AbilityNet. I worked in a small uh, organization in my hometown in Brighton in the UK. Uh, we were working in a relatively local area, you know, really working with people in the next town, in villages in rural areas around us, all different ages and groups. And we knew other people who were doing things around the UK a little bit. This is late 90s, early noughties. 
Um, but it was quite difficult to find examples of what other people were doing. And uh, um, we thought some of what we were doing was very innovative and unusual and exciting. Um, we didn't have any way of showing that to other people. Um, and then equally, we were really interested in what other people were doing and we had no way of finding out. So uh, the awards, I was already running some awards in, in Brighton that were very local. And we had the idea of converting that into, into a more national and it's now become global. Um, really, uh, the main thing for me is learning, just learning what people are doing. Um, and then awards are really good because I've been doing them a long time now, you know, nearly 20 years in different forms. There's a celebration. They're happy. They're really good opportunity for people to, to say, yeah, I've done an amazing thing. Uh, they get attention. They get people interested and excited. But really, they should be about learning for me. They should be a chance for you to see how other people are doing things, um, find out more about uh, stuff you may not know. I mean, certainly as it's become more international, you know, learning from other countries and different settings and different cultural expectations, different technologies that people have access to, it all just keeps the creative juices flowing. There's, you know, there's a huge number of people who are doing tech for good, really, every day of their lives, you know, whether they think it's that or not. So we're really just trying to inspire and learn and share best practice as much as we can. That's interesting, definitely, Mark. Um, and I really see that you really enjoy this and you make the others enjoy this because sometimes accessibility we can see as a challenge, but it's yeah. not a challenge. It's what you said, right? That we can share and we can open doors to anyone, to everyone. But I am certain that uh, for this last... I mean, the Tech Awards started back in 2011, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are the challenge, the biggest challenge that you have faced through this year and how they've been addressed? So I, I think um, what we've got now, uh, so I'll tell you some of the really great stuff we've done that I've learned. So we don't focus on technology, we focus on outcomes. So this is about education or health or working with young people, whatever the benefit of the technologies that's what people are interested in how do i use this stuff so we don't have best app we don't have best website we have you know how are made people making creative use of technology to help older people to help um, education we have a sustainability award this year so how, how are people using tech to deal with climate change for example and that's the bit that people are really interested in i mean lots of people are really interested in technology you know uh, clearly uh, lots of people are interested in apps and websites and code and so on. But really what draws people together the most is the idea of the social benefit. And I think that's um, really important because you need to be able to talk to people who don't understand the technology. You want to talk to people who just see the good rather than the tech. So that's one thing we've learned. And then I think the flip side is it's actually really hard to get attention. I don't think we reach as far as we could. We're always talking about how we can get further and further out to tell these stories um it's not our stories it's the stories about our winners and our finalists and the lessons learned and i think you know if i had a magic wand for for this year even but certainly over the last few years it would just be more people paying attention to what we do um now i'm a marketing person so that's a challenge which i'm happy to take on but i don't think we have the impact we could have because i don't think people hear the stories and you know given the original idea is that we share these stories i'm always frustrated we may have thousands of people listening, but I still want more. I still think there's more we can share, more we can learn. So the challenge, I think, is finding people who are interested and sharing the stories with them. 
Um, and in terms of how we've addressed that, uh, moving online was quite tough for us because we were used to working face to face. We had a ceremony every year for 10 years, um, which is great. It's like a big celebration, just really cool, fun event. Um, once we switched online because of the pandemic, we sort of lost some of that magic, sparkly stuff, the fun. Um, but we also lost some of our audience. We didn't have quite so much. So this year, we've IAAP is a good example. We've sort of really gone back to our networks and said, right, who do we know? Who, how can we draw people in? How can we get people involved in the process so that this goes out through your network, out to your connections? Uh, similarly, with a whole load of other uh, networks that we've connected with. Um, so the challenge really is trying to find the people around the world who are interested in tech for good and working through their networks, getting into those storytelling mode and putting it into your newsletters, into your website, you know, what's of interest to your members um, and doing that with, uh, I think about 25 partners this year we've got. Um, so that's been really exciting because that's really, you know, new way of working. It's brought a global perspective. I didn't manage to find anybody in Australia yet. I did have loads of leads and I didn't quite make it, but there are people in, in India and Asia, uh, lots of connections into Africa through Inclusive Africa that, that we've been part of their conference um, for a couple of years. Um, and, and, and you guys over in America, we weren't particularly connected into North America, South America, Central America. We didn't particularly have any links there. We've got a few different connections that we're making now. We've got a lot of entries from the US this year. You know, so that the global nature of it is a challenge. And the networks and allies and connections that we have is how we're addressing that, really bringing the family together somehow and making these networks come together. That's great, Mark. And um, I'm happy that IAAP is contributing to that, right? And uh, helping you grow your network of contacts and helping this tech for good to grow yeah. global, right? So I know that soon then the awardees of uh, this year will be announced could you share with us what can attendees expect from the upcoming Tech for Good Award ceremony? And what are you most excited about? Well, it, uh, you know, it, what, what you think about, <laughs> this, is, this is the challenge, you see. What's the most exciting Zoom meeting you've ever been to? <laughs> Has there ever been an exciting Zoom meeting you've ever been to? So <laughs> the exciting bit for us is that we're going to be in the room with a load of people again. So making it exciting online, I think, is a lot harder. We haven't, we'll, we'll see whether we've done that. We're going to announce the finalists. So the finalists are known, they're on the website. They say there are nine categories. It says who the finalists are. There's an incredible mix. There's loads of stuff to learn just by sifting through the categories that are interested to you. Um, so from an accessibility point of view, there's an accessible education category, which has some accessibility, um, sort of IAAP related stuff. Then there's plenty of others sort of dotted around the other uh, categories. Um, we'll go through the lists and then we'll announce the winners. The winners will be live uh, either online or in, in the room. Uh, so there'll be a live audience on, on Zoom and we'll do some networking on Zoom. We'll do some networking in the room. We'll try and make the whole thing as collaborative as possible. But I think actually what's going to happen after that is more about sharing the stories. That's, that's where we've really shifted our attention a bit more. Um, we want to try and get our winners to tell their stories in your network. So we'll, we'll have a look at the winners. We'll talk to the IAAP and we'll look for opportunities to bring their stories into your community. Um, and the same with those other partners that I mentioned. So the ceremony is great fun. It'll be even more fun if you're there in person. I, that's just the way it is. But 
beyond that, we want to bring those winners back into your networks and see, you know, and all our other partners tell their stories, find out what they're in, you know, what they're doing that's of interest to you. So um, I, I, there's lots of great examples. Um, we, I do know who the winners are, so I'm going to really try hard not to give anything away. But, um, uh, you know, the range of stories is so broad. You've got some in, 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 you have charities, uh, small community organizations. You also have Google and Microsoft have both entered this year. So, you know, you've got this incredible scope and scale of, of people who you can hear from. Um, so I think come along and join in and see the fun and celebrate with the people winning and, you know, get yourself a glass of sparkly wine if you're at home. But really the work after that is where, the, where, where we're going to be focusing on the networking and connecting back in and bringing those stories um, into the networks. And I've just been doing some catch-up podcasts with past winners, which is really interesting from three or four years ago. Uh, I think the new, the most recent one I spoke to one four years ago. It's really interesting to see how they've developed and see where they've sort of taken their ideas. So that's the stuff I think people will be interested in, you know, the IAAP members, seeing how an idea has grown and seeing how it moves along and finding out how that relates to their own work or their own interests. And I am certain that we would love to listen to those stories here over at our podcast at IAAP too, Mark. Uh, and I'm sure that you are having some good uh, music uh, mixes ready for the ceremony <laughs> because I know you love music. So, so I, am, I am certain that you will, will bring us some surprises. Well, uh, let, I mean, all we have to do, so if you can arrange for us to host the ceremony next year in Mexico City, maybe that's the way we go. Maybe you just tour the world <laughs> with this Tech for Good Awards ceremony. Then we'll come and hold it on your doorstep and you can invite all your friends. <laughs> we can do that for sure. <laughs> the International Association of Accessibility Professionals currently offers six certifications. IAAP certifications are indicators of your commitment to the accessibility profession, industry, and community. View the certification overview page on our website to learn more. So um, there's another topic regarding technology that all that uh, we are related to accessibility, we are more more also talking or discussing about this topic, which is AI. So I would love to hear your thoughts on the benefits and drawbacks of AI and how we can ensure it's ethical implementing while making it accessible for all. Well, um, interestingly, uh, you know, well, first of all, as with any technology, I think uh, under the sort of banner of tech for good, we don't, we don't uh, see the tech as the solution. Uh, it, you know, or it's not the most important part of the equation. What are you trying to do with it? Who's trying to do it? Um, a really important question for us is how are you involving people who are going to benefit from it? So nothing for uh, about us without us, sort of that spirit of that. So when you look at AI as a uh, an incredibly fast-moving space, what you're seeing, I think, is lots of applications being tried over, you know, 101 different things coming out every day. Um, so our, our interest is in how people are making use of that technology to match into their social goals, to the to the values that we are trying to to hold so in disability in particular there are some interesting ways that technology that's driven by ai could help disabled people um, and um, one that we've probably forgotten is voice assistants they've been around long enough that you forget that that's probably the first time most of us saw mainstream ai devices there are two 
entries in this year's awards about different ways that people are using different types of voice assistants to help um, one in an area around um, loneliness integrated into a, an older people's project i think that's in our aging society and loneliness and, and addressing loneliness is the social purpose and of course you can see the good and the bad straight away you know who wants to be friends with alexa if you can't have real friends that you know and uh people would say that uh, we should be investing in human to address that not technology that's a very common uh problem that people can see with ai is i don't want it to take over the human's role i don't want it to replace humans um and then you see something like this program where they're trying to connect in with care workers they're trying to make it part of a whole whole package of support and you hear the the users talking about their experience of having alexa and being introduced to it and understanding what it can do um uh, there's one where they're where they're looking at loneliness the other one's a bit more directly in around dementia and looking at reminders and other sort of uh other aspects of how you help someone who has dementia but the core of it is just what something we're really used to something like alexa so you know those aren't groundbreaking we we wouldn't think of that as being um cutting edge technology it's the way they're being used that's really interesting you know the appropriateness of it the the nature of the organizations that are running it how much they're listening to the participants as part of the design process or the inclusive design principles you you would hope for um so that's that's probably old fashioned ai if there is such a thing um and then right at the other end i guess you've got um there's there's a really interesting one i can't i think this is in the ai category i mean the ai did cut across a number of areas but um there's one which is using ai to filter background noise on um a speech um recorder and so it's for people who whose hearing isn't particularly good you can on your phone at, at operating system level it's built into your phone you can point the phone at the person you're trying to listen to across the room and it will if it will filter out all the other background information and you can hear the person really clearly and and it's you know it's a you've probably seen that technology in other places it's just very elegantly presented it's part of a package of support for people with hearing um impairments it's nicely done it doesn't sound groundbreaking but when you use it i i, I installed it i was going you know what this is really incredibly good you know it's very straightforward so that's maybe a bit more cutting edge using it in that way i think um we're beginning to see uh the power of technology in our phones and the ai in our phones you know that everyday device and then and, and then a final one i'll mention which i think is probably where actually the the most activity around machine learning you know to distinguish it from broadly the ai ai stuff is um using machine learning to analyze waiting lists for the health service to try and find and improve the queuing system so they try and find they they're sifting through a huge amount of data you know millions of people are in the waiting lists in the uk and the nhs national health service um so they're applying the power of machine learning to uh reduce the waiting lists uh and part of the power of that which is the sort of numbers involved is just by reducing it by 8% so an 8% improvement in efficiency you're talking about billions of pounds worth of savings because the problem's such a huge one and and so they're using my, my machine learning in a really smart way to bring all these different pieces of data and information and all this decision making together and sort of just shorten the waiting time for millions of people now that's ai 
that's incredibly uh, powerful. And it's not robots disappearing over the horizon, uh, you know, into the future. It's actually just improving a system that we have at scale that would be impossible for humans to do. So um, there are three really interesting examples to me. You know, and the technology is, is obviously amazing. What's even more amazing is how it's being used and the incredible impact it's having. Definitely, definitely. And I can assure you that there's work here in Mexico also, because we are also struggling with the yeah, uh, yeah, health yeah. systems here. So um, aging, we are all aging, right? And uh, I do see technology as a bridge for inclusion, right? So I really love the name Tech for Good because I do believe that uh, the tech is a bridge to bringing us into a more inclusive world. Right. And uh, so then looking ahead, what are the future plans and inspirations for Tech for Good? What about uh, advancing in accessibility and inclusion in the tech sector? I think um, we've got, so AbilityNet and, uh, has been leading this for uh, 12 years. We've got a network of um, partners. I think the, 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 we've, we, we deliberately sort of stopped last year because we see that the, the switch online changed the nature of what we were doing and the impact. So we're, we've, we've agreed that we're now into a new phase and the partnership stuff is really important to us. So connecting in to the IAAP in this way, you know, we've been, we've known each other through the IAAP because we're an active member of the IAAP, but we're not using it for this particular program. So this is sort of bringing it into the, into the partnership, if you like, and saying, well, I think the tech for good idea is powerful. I think people are interested in it. How can it help your mission as the IAAP? How can it help us as members of the IAAP? And also how can it help, you know, more broadly, you know, make the world a better place, improve society and, and, and all the other things we have. So I think the next phase for me is maybe as we go into the autumn this year, getting us back together again as partners and saying, right, you know, that was the first time we've really worked on this in this way. What did we learn? How can, we, how can we increase the impact? How can we reach more people? I think at the heart of it, we've got an incredibly successful process. I, you know, we ran it again this year with the different partners, all ran pretty straightforwardly, we had over 350 entries, we had 30 judges, we had a judging process that went through pretty smoothly. Um, so I don't think it's the mechanics because that, that's all there. I think it's more about that attention. You know, how can we get more attention for it? How can we build it into your comms plans and our comms plans and have more people hear these amazing stories that's that's the next phase i think for me is to bring us all in tune with one another and telling more people those stories i think that's that's the power of what we could do together i think well definitely we would love to hear those stories again and share it through our podcast um now mark how can individual companies or organizations could contribute to promoting the accessibility and inclusion in the tech industry how does Tech for Good support and collaborate with them in these efforts? Really good question. I think, um, I mean, firstly, I think that, you know, paying attention to it, there, there are so many interesting stories in there. Um, I, I'm just looking at, I'm just scrolling through the list of finalists. You know, it's 50 stories to be told. It's important for me to say, really, that all of the finalists are potential winners. So they all have equal impact, if you like. We don't, we don't find three that we think are really good and then fill a couple of fillers in. It, it, there are really, really high quality entries. So anybody listening, going and have a look at the list and having a look at what people are doing, will find something that's of interest to them in their work, 
in their professional life, maybe a connection for their personal reasons. There will be anything in there that you can see. I think if anybody can then bring that story into their network somehow, um, we're asking people to maybe have a presentation at an internal staff meeting, you know, an all hands town hall or something. If they're a large organization, bring one of the winners in and get them to stand up and tell their story to your inside organization and see where that takes you because you you'll strike a chord with somebody people will join in they'll be interested in it if, if, if you take the simple one about dementia we had a few actually it's, it's interesting it seems to be quite a, a, a sort of a popular topic for attention though you'll know someone in your family or your extended network who's being whose lives are being affected by dementia so that's the personal connection but maybe in your organization there you're not thinking about them as customers and maybe you could be thinking a bit more clearly about how, you know, how you engage with people with dementia as customers or carers or families of people with dementia. What can you be doing to support their lives, help them live their lives more independently as a customer? Um, so that might be how you can then change what you're doing, influenced by the lessons you've learned from the awards, you know, bring it into your organization and see what you can learn and share those stories. That's definitely amazing. I know a couple of cases of dementia here, and I truly believe that there is something that we are missing, right? We really need uh, to understand how to better support them. And, yeah. and again, I see technology as a bridge, and you and I think using it for good, right, to do social good is great. What you yeah. are promoting is, is great. So we're about to finish this interview, Mark. It has been great having you here with us. Is there any final message or key takeaway you would like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think um, what's amazing for me is sitting in the middle of this process over this time is just hearing these stories. Um, I enjoy a party as well. So obviously there's the ceremony and the music, but genuinely that you know it's such a privilege to be part of a network where all of these stories are being told and you um i have to do the shortlisting which is incredibly difficult you know you're leaving some of these stories sort of untold in in, in the process it, it, it's um it's humbling to see what people are doing um and it's also incredibly nourishing and inspiring and encouraging to see that people are making a difference um this isn't just organizations you think are doing good it isn't just charities isn't just not-for-profits. These are businesses, uh, large businesses like Google and Microsoft, Sony, you know, companies like that have entered. And then you have startups and some that have like dreaming of doing good. And they're also, you know, dreaming of making money. So all of these stories, somewhere in them, there's somewhere that they're trying to make the world a better place. And that's the glue, you know. And I think we all need a bit of that. You know, we all need some good news. We all need something that makes us feel like we're progressing and uh and so it's all there come and take it away come and read come and learn come and engage listen to what's happening meet the people they love connecting out with uh, you know others we want to we want you to try and get in touch with people who've won and find out more about their story and see how you can help them um, because that just does more good more good will happen because of that so that's that's you know let, let's all share and let's share the love and and get part of the the process and see how we can help make uh, make the tech do good stuff. That's great, Mark. And we are ready to learn who are the winners or who are the awardees. It's going to be when? June 22nd? Uh, June 22nd. June 22nd, right? By internet and uh, on site. Yes. Yeah. So if you go to uh, 
techforgoodawards.com, number four, uh, and uh, slash ceremony, then you can sign up there. Um, and I would say the other thing that we, we, I'm sure we'll do is we'll come back around with a couple of winners. I'd love to share that share with you a, a you know a further podcast episode or more more than one let's bring them back let's chat to them let's find out who they are what they did I love being part of that because you know they get to do the talking then instead of me I get to do the learning so uh, let's let's do that you know as soon as we can really begin telling their stories to to, to the to the sort of IAAP community definitely Mark and uh, I'm have really enjoyed this time would you really thank you thank you for taking the time to come in uh, to our studio, right? It's really inspiring. As I said at the beginning, you are a truly visionary and it's really inspiring knowing how you are helping others and connecting others, right? Uh, to learn more how to do good using the technology because the yeah. technology is there uh, from now on, right? So. No, well, thank you for inviting me. As you know what, I did think of something that we're not doing yet is we're not doing it in Spanish. Um, because we actually got asked to do that, and that's actually going to be a challenge. So you, you IAAP can help us with that, because that's one of the challenges you have, of course, is multiple languages. I think that's the next thing: begin internationalizing it, globalizing it, bring people in from other other places. I, you know, you've managed to speak to me in English so perfectly well, I couldn't couldn't join in other way. So I, I, I am already planning for Tech for Who Awards in Latin America. So okay, you're very welcome. We've got a franchise straight out then. Straight, straight into the Latin American Tech for Good Awards. I'm up for that one. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. And thanks for being here today. No, thank you so much. It's been really lovely seeing you. Thank you for your interest. The International Association of Accessibility Professionals offers a variety of membership options for individuals and organizations. Whether you are an expert in accessibility or just starting your journey, join the only global accessibility professional association promoting and improving digital accessibility and physical environments. IAAP advocates for the inclusive design and creation of accessible products, content, services, and spaces to ensure no one is left behind due to a physical, sensory, cognitive, health, or psychological-related impairment. United in Accessibility, join IAAP and become a part of the global accessibility movement.